answer an instant message real quick, and then we'll get... So, <laughs> welcome, greetings y'all, and whatever, greetings and salutations, uh, we're here on Americana the American Way, I'm Big John, uh, you can find me on Parlor at the Real Big John, all one word, and on Podcasts podcasting platforms uh it's americana the american way also over on rumble americana the american way um the cancel culture fallout of gina carano and the mandalorian where she was one of the top stars and was also close to getting uh her own spinoff uh with her character Cara Dune, who I guess in the uh, Star, I'm a big Star Wars guy, but I only see um, like the movies they have at the theaters, and you know the I didn't get into all the books and things uh, in the '90s and the expanded universe and all this other stuff. Uh, although I'm thinking about starting to get more into you know the the novels and things just because uh, they seem really interesting. And uh, I, I for a while, I didn't even know there were um, like Star Wars cartoons and stuff like that until uh, the sequel trilogy stuff started and uh, Star Wars became, you know, back into pop culture. Um but it's a, a very loyal fan base. Disney is... Uh, is it Disney? Yeah, Disney and Lucasfilms have been kind of hurt by uh, the cancellations of Disney Plus for their firing of Gina Carano. But um, I saw something interesting the other day. I didn't know. I've never watched Mandalorian uh, and... Honestly, I probably won't now. Um, but uh, one of the co-stars was a comedian, Bill Burr. And Bill Burr is like uh, one of my favorite comics. And uh, I watch a lot of his stuff on YouTube and whatever. Bill Burr is like one of the most controversial, though, co comics out there. He... Uh, doesn't pull punches. He's he's great. Don't get me wrong. And uh, but he's just really outspoken and just uh, an interesting person. And you know to see what Gina Carano said and did on social media be called uh, egregious or whatever the words were. Um, Compared to what, you know, Bill says on stage or the stuff that her co-star posted on social media that was the uh, liberal polar opposite of what Gina said uh, is like, how does one person get canceled or fired or whatever and not another? 
Um, now, Gabriel Iglesias, another great comic who's not controversial at all, uh, he was working on a show with, working towards a show, pardon me, with ABC Disney, and it was kind of going, it was supposed to be about his life, and he always said, or he, I didn't say he always said, I heard him say one time, uh, Disney is very protective of the Disney brand, and if you do something that's un-Disney-like, you'll get canceled quick, you'll get fired quickly, that's why, you know, some of his friends, like uh, his buddy Martin, who's a uh, kind of a wild man, uh, couldn't be on his TV show. Now, Gabriel has um, a totally different show on Netflix, and it's not really about his life as much, I don't think. Uh, I've only seen like one episode. It's like, what the hell, what's it even called? Like, Hello, Mr. Inglacius or something, where he's a school teacher. But anyways, uh, Bill Burr, who I didn't know was part of the Mandalorian cast, uh, defends Gina Carano, um, what outlet is reporting, the Examiner, and it's been in other outlets too, the Examiner says, comedian Bill Burr defends former Mandalorian castmate Gina Carano following her firing and outcry over conservative views, uh, Bill Burr's no conservative. He just likes to annoy everybody in his comedy. But the article goes on to say actor and comedian Bill Burr defended former Mandalorian co or castmate Gina Carano, who was fired from the show after posting conservative views on social media. Uh, Bill says, quote, she was an absolute sweetheart, super nice effing person. And you know, whatever, somehow someone will take this video and effing make me say something else and try to get rid of my bald action figure. Burr said on his Bill on the Bill Burt podcast, referring to how. Hasbro continued discontinued action figures of Carano's character. Uh, he says, quote, I'm on that effing show. Now I got to watch what the F I say, he added. And then it goes on here. It says Carano was fired uh, from Lucasfilm, by, uh, which produces popular Mandalorian series last month after... Comparing the treatment of Republicans today to the treatment of Jews in Nazi Germany on an Instagram post that has since been deleted. Um, she did that. And what was going on in Nazi Germany before all of the Holocaust and all of the brutality by the government against Jews was that they got the Nazis, the National Socialist Workers Party, uh, got people's neighbors to hate them. And then, and people, normal German citizens were taught to hate the Jewish people and other groups that the Nazis didn't like. And these, 
regular Germans would like turn against them, would uh, beat them in the streets, would you know tattletale on them to the government, all these things. And it, it is kind of like what we're seeing today uh, with you know the cancel culture, with the uh, the the riots that happened over the summer. Uh, summer of 2020 when you know if you were wearing a MAGA hat you were beat up uh, you know attacks on Trump supporters uh, at random I had I've seen one video where there's they're in like an airport and some dad is holding a cell phone up and he's walking and behind him like I don't know 20 feet or something is his daughter, and he agged the daughter on to go and yank somebody's MAGA hat off their head and throw it on the ground or in the trash. And, you know, before he started filming himself, and then as he's walking away after his daughter has done what he told her to do, he's like, F Trump. Like, wow, great parenting, you know? Um, and... During one of these riots, uh, might have been in Seattle or uh, Portland, where they just let Antifa run the town, um, there was a video where somebody yells, hey, here's a Trump supporter, and then you hear a gunshot, and the Trump supporter is dead. So, you know, it's not the govern our government that's turning Americans against Americans. It's this cancel culture. It's the media. Um, you know, it, I could say it is some in the government like Maxine Waters who, you know, it went viral telling people, you know, if you see a member of this administration to go after them, cause a scene, surround them, form a group, and yell at them and tell them they're not welcome here. And it's like, why? It's ridiculous. But, you know, people um, are running to Gina Carano's aid. Um, you know, Ben Shapiro, uh, what's his thing, the Daily Wire? You know, they offered her a job as soon as, not long after Disney fired her. And... If you don't know who Ben Shapiro is, or Shapiro, however he says it, Shapiro is uh, the most devout Jew there is. And, you know, Disney tried to make, or Lucasfilm, I guess I should say, tried to make her, make Gina's comments seem anti-Semitic. Well, Ben Shapiro said, you know, we're tired of the cancel culture, we're tired of Hollywood, you know, telling us what we can say and do. So we're going to start making our own movies. And he offered her, you know, the job of executive producer and star of her own film. So I don't know what that film's going to be. I'm sure it's some, some sort of action thing. Um... But also there's a big fight going on within Disney and Lucasfilm where uh, Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau, who are ultimate 
Star Wars geeks and very creative people, um, both mentored in the Star Wars universe by George Lucas himself and uh, this Kathleen Kennedy who Lucas passed the torch to as the head of Lucasfilm, um, they all just disagree on things and there's a big infight in Lucasfilm to see who's going to win and the ratings and the viewership, how, however you, whatever you call it, uh, is being won by Filoni and Favreau, but sometimes the inner office politics are won by Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, and Kennedy's whole thing is she wants, you know, more excessively empowered female stars, but Gina Carano was conservative. And uh, in her Ben Shapiro interview, which you need to watch if uh, you follow this in any way, um, she talks about she was not into politics at all until around 2020. And when she just started reading and researching and watching things on her own, she didn't like the direction the country was going in. And 2020 was the first time she had voted uh, in either in her life or in a long time. So, you know, she seems like a really intelligent woman. She was uh, the real pioneer of women's mixed martial arts before uh, Ronda Rousey and the Ultimate Fighting. She was doing women's mixed martial arts back when uh, Dana White of the UFC said, you'll never see women fighting in the UFC. Then Dana found out there was money to be made there, and he found Ronda Rousey, who he could make into a star. Um, and frankly, if there was ever like a dream fight in women's MMA, um, originally it was the dream fight in women's MMA was Gina Carano versus Chris Cyborg. Uh, Chris Cyborg, quite a controversial figure in mixed martial arts because of alleged steroid allegation. Yeah, alleged in allegations, that's a double entendre, but uh, because she was allegedly a steroid user uh, and things like that. And when she fought Gina Carano, she was huge. And, but that was the original dream fight of women's mixed martial arts. And then later it became, uh, people wanted to see Rousey fight Cyborg. Well, you know, Chris Cyborg would have, you know, destroyed Ronda Rousey, but uh, she destroyed Gina Carano too. Uh, Carano went pretty well in the first round, but then uh, Cyborg just got the better of her in the second. But I would like to see Gina Carano fight uh, Ronda Rousey because Gina's a great striker, great puncher great kicker and Rhonda's got a glass jaw so um and Rhonda covers up a lot of I'm getting off topic here but I read Rhonda Rousey's book and she with her gruff exterior is hiding a lot of inner inner insecurities but I just wanted to 
talk about this, you know, Gina Carano cancel culture story. Because, uh, you know, here's Bill Burr, who he had uh, a comedy show in Philly 10 years ago or something. And the crowd was like booing all these great comedians. So Bill just went out and started effing the crowd and trashing the city of Philadelphia and what a, you know how terrible they were and their football team can't win a Super Bowl. Of course, they have won a Super Bowl since then, but you know their sports teams can't win anything and you know how stupid you Philadelphians are. How can you boo uh, the last comedian when he's a legend in stand-up and all this stuff? And by the end of his rant, the crowd was actually cheering him for insulting them. But uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, somebody like Bill Burr has uh, got to, you know, go out there and say, hey, I, I can't be Bill Burr. I might get fired from The Mandalorian, which stand-up comics are making bank right now he doesn't have to worry about disney uh but i'm sure he likes being on the show he's probably who isn't a star wars buff at, at this stage anyway but uh something else came up that's funny it interests me uh and it's this uh article about britney spears i'm a i was a britney fan i guess i kind of still am i like her music she came out when i was like I was 22, but I was a freshman in college, 21, 22. Um, and uh, she came out in that plaid schoolgirl outfit. And it was so f funny. She was uh, on the cover of Rolling Stone, and she was like 17. And the guy that lived in the room next to me, he was a weirdo and a half. He used to have like pet rats and put them in his mouth. And well, glad I don't know that guy anymore. But at the time, me and him were friends. And when her Rolling Stone magazine came out, he ran out and bought it. And uh, he was reading it. And he was, like, disappointed that, you know, she talked. I think she talked about God and wanting to be a role model for young girls and live a clean, healthy life and all this stuff. And he was disappointed in that. Well, in recent years... Uh, Britney's mental capacity, mental state has not been well. Uh, I think we all remember, you know, the head shaving and the, uh, you know, hit, hitting paparazzi automobile, automobiles with paparazzi photographers in them with an umbrella. And when she had her breakdown and her father, Jamie Spears, became her conservator and, uh, and basically in charge of her money and day-to-day -day, um, financial affairs because Britney's freaking loaded guys um, I remember the time she bought K fed Kevin Federline the her baby's daddy a Ferrari with chrome wheels with his name engraved on the wheels not the tires that's the rubber part but the wheels um, so Britney's got a few bucks, and it seems like a lot of guys have dated her and tried to get control of her money over her dad, but USA Today has this article 
Britney Spears' father, Jamie, would love to see pop star not need a conservatorship, his lawyer says. There was a big thing trending a few years ago, or maybe a year ago, I don't know, uh, on Twitter called Free Britney when this conservatorship came up in court. And really, I don't think Britney Spears has the mental capacity to take care of her own business affairs. Um, she stepped back from her Las Vegas show a few years ago. And people were saying that she would never be able to be on stage again uh, and stuff like that. And I was following her on Instagram because she had, she would post photos and videos and stuff that would just like get millions and millions of views uh, on Instagram. And finally, I stopped doing it because the things she was posting, you know, it, it was like her dancing in her house trying to show people, look, I've still got the moves, I've still got the ability to, da to dance, uh, I can go on stage or something like that. But it got so weird, almost like creepy, that I felt like I was agging on somebody who was not all together mentally by following her and by liking her uh, posts on Instagram. And I didn't want to encourage her. Um, so I'm going to read a couple sentences of this article. Um, it says, Britney Spears' father isn't opposed to his pop star daughter's conservatorship coming to an end, according to Jamie Spears' lawyer. Jamie would love nothing more than to see Britney not need a conservatorship, Vivian Thorine told NBC, or CNN on Friday. Whether or not there is an end to the conservatorship really depends on Brittany. If she wants to end her conservatorship, she can file a petition and end it. Public interest in the pop star's battle to remove her father's conservatorship of her estate, that means finances, uh, began after the hashtag Free Britney gained transaction on social media and later grew following the release of the New York Times documentary Framing Britney Spears, which highlighted the rise of Spears' career, discord over the conservatorship, and the singer's mental health challenges. Um, the, what got me thinking about this was I went down a, a rabbit hole on YouTube the other day because I was looking for the Holly Madison um, down the what's her book called down the rabbit hole or down the bunny hole where uh i wanted to hear an audio version of it and just you know sit back doze off to sleep and listen to it and i couldn't find it for free you know i didn't want to pay for it so <laughs> i didn't but uh i found a whole bunch of other videos talking about her life at the mansion and blah blah woof woof but the one thing that struck me out of all the Holly Madison versus half videos was 
where she said she had sought counseling. Holly Madison had been going to counseling. And she said that her counselor told her uh, she's not at the mental state of a regular, for the mental maturity. She's she's not you know crazy or anything, but she's not at the, the 40 year old maturity level that she thinks more like a 30 year old millennial because of her time at the Playboy Mansion. Uh, she moved in there and started being one of Hef's six girlfriends at the time uh, when she was 19. And so her and the psychiatrist came to the conclusion that that you know, seven or whatever, 10 year span she spent at the mansion um, slowed down her development as a person. And I think that that kind of is what happened with Brittany. She got so famous at such a young age and just became, you know, mega superstar. And she left the world of reality. A lot of this happens with a lot of child stars. Their maturity and growth as a person, I've read this in other places, I'm not just talking out of my ass here, but their growth and maturity as a human being is stunted by their fame because they leave the real world and go into a pop world, pop culture, where a lot of things are handed to them. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on them. Uh, and a lot of times people just cater to their needs. And so their maturity and their development stops at the age at which they became famous. A lot of people said this is why Michael Jackson was a 50-year-old child. That, you know, he became super popular at a very early age with the Jackson 5. Okay, him and his uh, five, four uh, brothers, well, whatever, his brothers and Janet uh, were the Jackson 5, I believe. I think Janet, I don't know if Janet was in the Jackson 5 or not, but anyways. Uh, and their dad was like a, a bastard at pushing them to be famous. Uh, Brittany's father, it doesn't seem like, hurt her development and pushed her to fame. She was pushed into fame just by her own ambitions and things. But anyway, Michael Jackson became ultra famous at a really early age. And thereafter he stayed that mentality and that age in his head and right up until the end i mean he would go into shops in beverly hills and pick out you know ten thousand hundred thousand dollar vases like why the hell would you pay that much for a vase get it at walmart for 1999 what the f uh but anyways uh he would go to these places even though he hadn't sold a record in years and even though you know there were rumors that he was you know broke and not doing well financially because of all the allegations of uh, child mis sexual misconduct and um, these stores would just give him things on credit not a credit card like you or I would have but you know hey you're Michael Jackson take this and pay us when you can um, but that's the world that these pop stars live in. 
and when they get into that world at a super young age, I mean, Michael Jackson was less than 10 years old, I think, when the Jackson 5 was big, and then his stardom grew uh, when he got older and became uh, the king of pop music. I mean, Michael was bad in the 80s. I mean, just, um, this is back when bad was a good term, okay? Uh, he was like the biggest star. I mean, it I think he had like 10 number one songs on the Thriller album alone. And there would be like t prime time TV slots, not on, not on MTV, but on network television where he would just buy uh, a five minute spot and debut his new music video. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Uh, the money and the fame that Michael Jackson had, but he got famous so young, he stopped growing mentally and developing mentally as a person. Uh, and this is what's happened with Britney Spears, too. Uh, and a lot of these pop stars, they get so famous so young, so fast, and then they have to spend... <coughs> <clears throat> the rest of their life with a dry throat from talking too much. No. Um, they spend the rest of their lives clinging to that stardom and trying to maintain that fame. Um, Jackie Gleason said at one time about the entertainment industry, they give you so much, so young, so fast, and then they start to pick, and they pick, and they pick, until you spend the rest of your life clinging to what you've got. And that's how what the entertainment industry does to people. Um, you know, so this stuff with, you know, Britney and her conservatorship, um, you know, Holly Madison saying that, you know, her development as a person was impeded when she moved into the Playboy Mansion. Uh, you know, people like Michael Jackson, no matter what you think of him, you know, their development as a human mentally gets interrupted by their fame. And man, it can do some, some damaging things to people. Um, and also, you know, I think to wrap this up, you cannot, whether you're you know, Tom Cruise, John Travolta, um, Britney Spears, Michael Jackson. You can't achieve that level of fame uh, unless you're an eccentric, unless you're wired different mentally to begin with. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot more, you know, chemicals and imbalances and the way the brain works, but... You know, you have to be geared or wired, however you want to put it, different mentally than the average person to succeed that well. You can take Michael Jordan as a good example. You know, he fortunately had parents that controlled his development as an athlete and a superstar and as a person to where his fame didn't impede where he grew as an adult. But he, you know, has obviously become uh, a basketball star to a basketball icon to a pop culture star 
to a pop culture icon uh, and it makes a lot of very good business decisions on his own but his competitive edge drives him in a way that a normal person's brain doesn't drive them okay so it can be good or it can be bad it just depends on where you are in life when you gain fame or move into the Playboy Mansion uh, or whatever. So I just find stuff like that very interesting. And it's a, it's a good uh, wabbit hole to go down on uh, YouTube or in the news or in research to see how the, the human mind works when an individual gains fame and notoriety uh, and how they get to that point and what happens to them after that point I find you know fascinating so um, but hey God bless uh, Gina Carano best in her endeavors bless Brett, Britney Spears hope she uh, gets well and uh, I hope the best for everyone on earth God bless you guys Pray for one another and uh, like, share, and subscribe or whatever. That's, that's what you're supposed to say on YouTube and Rumble and podcasts, right? Like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, guys. Thank you.